Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries of First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org. Well, good morning. It's such a joy to be with you on this morning. I want to add my welcome to um, Michelle's on this morning. And if you're the first time with us, welcome to you in person and also online. I assure you that the time is coming and is here when the dead will hear the voice of God's Son. And those who hear it will live. Please stand for the reading of our word today. It is coming from John 6, 35, and we'll skip down to 41 through 51. And there's Bibles in the pews, so if you want to grab those, but it's also behind us, um, an opportunity for you to, um, to join us um, in the, any way that you can this morning in the reading of the word. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Jewish opposition grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they asked, isn't this Jesus, Joseph's son? whose mother and father we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? And Jesus responded, don't grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless they are drawn to me by the father who sent me. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. I assure you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in their wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that whoever eats from it will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let us pray. Oh, holy God, we're so thankful for this moment. We're so thankful for the gift of the word of life. We're thankful for the reminder every time that we hear the words that are read from Scripture the living word works in us if we only draw near. Oh Lord, we come to you accepting your invitation to come to you. So whatever it is that we have brought with us, 
we throw it aside and be present because we are in your presence and the word is trying to permeate and enter into our hearts, open our ears, and to transform us. So that is our prayer, that we accept your invitation, O Lord. In Christ we pray. Amen. I don't know about you, but um, I love to eat. And uh, during the pandemic, most of you, like me, gained some weight. <laughs> but a lot of things, you know, I'd like to do if I wasn't pastoring, I'd probably be on Insider, doing interviews, going to these um, places to tell you how food tastes and where to go. I love that. And, um, and so part of that, what we do is like, you know, we like, if we love food, well, one, of the, we, one of the things we do, we go to read the reviews, right? If they're crappy, what do we do? We don't go. And then we, if we go to a new city, if we're going to uh, vacation, we ask, where's the favorite restaurants? And we don't quite trust it until we ourselves go and say, that was good. And even with movies, you know, it's like, you know, we read the reviews and, you know, it's like, you know, it's not good until we actually go see it ourselves. And sometimes the Rotten Tomato reviews are horrible, but you decided it was good based off of your experience with it. And we all have other things besides just food and reviews for movies. We have it also with just anything we have in life. We have, you know, we, we have things we believe in, believe, believe in things to be true, like there's light, even though we can't explain it. We have different rays and reflections allow us to see colors and to see rainbows. And we don't even have, we have all these theories in life to help us make sense of gravity and the stars and the planets and the atmosphere and all these different things and we are able to believe those things because we see them we experience them and those things are great because they help us make sense about what life is but those things always translate over to our faith because our faith christian faith has three components, and I'm going to lean on um, two writers, George Fox and Morris, who wrote a book called Faith Sharing. They say our Christian faith is centered, personal, and relational. Our Christian faith has an object. You know what that object is? God who reveals God's self and the person of Jesus of Nazareth, the object of our Christian faith is God who is revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. So no matter if you believe it or not, this, this object is there regardless of not. It's a truth that is not predicated upon what we do or say. It is a truth that is unshakable. It is a foundation of who we are. And I don't know about you, that's some good news because our feelings that we have are so flaky. We are sinking in sand if we, if we have, a, have a faith that's predicated upon how we feel. Because we know our faith often goes out the door when life gets bad, right? It's the first thing that goes. 
But our faith, our Christian faith, is not the faith that we have that's predicated on feelings and disappointments and all the things that life brings us, the object of our faith is there despite all of that. And that is good news. God is faithful. God is unmovable. And the truth of God stands. And the problem with us as we navigate this life, we have so many ups and downs that pulls away from our Christian faith. You know what I'm saying? Christian faith, not my personal faith. Because there is a difference. And we'll see this as we dig deeper into our text for today. And we heard the invitation from Jesus today. He says, I am the bread of life. And just like the crowds and the Jews that heard these words, they were like, hold up. Jesus is saying, well, I'm, you, you're the bread of life. Isn't this Joseph's and Mary's son? And how is he able to say these things? Because they had the scriptures before them. And they knew what the scripture says. But O'Connor in, in her short story on Revelation said, You can know a thing to death, but can be completely ignorant of it. We can know a thing to death and be completely ignorant of it. We come in here every Sunday and we hear the truths. We hear the word. We, we partake in the holy meal every single Sunday. We say some beautiful words of this, this meal would nourish us to be Christ in the world. We sing our hymns and we, and we sing these things profession, but we can still be ignorant of the truths of God. And this morning, we have to go back to the basics of our faith. There's an object. There's a centering. And it's around God and not you. God is the center of our faith. And John reminds us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word was with God in the beginning and everything came into being through the word. And without the word, nothing came into being, including us. What came into being through the word was life. The word of God is life. The light came to his people, own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who died welcomed him. Those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children. Not born from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. And so the crowd and the, the Jews, they were asking, who is this Jesus and how can he say that he was a the bread of life? Reminded in the beginning of John that in the beginning, Jesus was there. And that Jesus gives life. And before we even get to where we are in our scripture for today, Jesus has, has performed a miracle of feeding thousands of people with five loaves of bread and two fish and there was so much left over there was a surplus and they had to gather the remains and and they had so much more left and the crowd began to follow jesus they were being like you know um, you know stalkers they were like jesus where'd you come from they were looking for him they didn't see him and he said and they, they got there and they saw him and said how did you get here and jesus reminds him says i mean i assure you you're looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs 
because you ate all the food you wanted. And they came because they were filled of their hunger and their, their, their immediate needs were, were filled. But Jesus is saying, that's not what you're, you're coming here for. It's not what you really need to come here for. The signs of me feeding you is you look past that. It is faith in me. And we don't also always have these miraculous signs, but every day is a miracle. And miracle is meaning that whether supernatural or natural is that if we experience the power of God and experience the power of God is transformational. We're transformed by the presence of God. And so he says, you saw it, but you didn't believe it. Seeing and believing, that means it's just a response to the Holy Spirit. The grace of God is at work in us. It requires a response. It requires a response. And so Jesus is saying, you know, you come in here, but you don't quite get it. And they ask, go on and ask, what we, what, how will we know that you are a son of God? How will we know that you are the bread of life? Jesus is like, didn't I just feed you? <laughs> what more do you need? And it's like, uh, us, what more do you need? God is showing up over and over again, but we're still asking God, where are you? What more do you need? What more do you need? And it's so simple that it hurts. It's so simple that it didn't make sense that all we got to do is believe in the bread of life and we have eternal life. Is that all? There must be something more to it. And we make our faith, our Christian faith, so much more difficult. Jesus is asking us to just trust faith. Is fiducia, is means total trust. It's not based on your feelings, it's not based on what happens in life, it's based on trust. And if Jesus said, I've seen the Father and I've testified, I've, and Jesus, God is in me, and that should be enough. Jesus said that he is, has seen the Father, he has come from the Father. That is good enough, is it not? Is it not good enough to, 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 to take Jesus' word and not our word? Because we, if we had to depend on ourselves, oh my God, what would we be? But because we do not really have the object, the, the centering of our faith, God at the root, the core, really at the core of us, it allows us to sway here and there when life gets hard. Just believe. And so they began to ask, who is this Jesus? How is he able to say, I'm the bread of the life that came down from heaven? And Jesus reminds them that I am God. I am here. And the scriptures talked about this, that if you know the scriptures, folks here listening to me, that you would know that the scripture testified about me and that God will teach us. God is here. Even in this moment, as we hear the word of God, that God is working in us. And the invitation is always there, but we always got to be responding in too. And that's what happens in our, when life gets hard. We stop responding to the God's grace that's present in us. 
around us waiting for us to just encounter a new a day. Trust is an up and down thing for a lot of us. And because so many people have hurt us in our lives, blasting who we can trust, we can't trust anybody but ourselves. But on this morning, I'm here to say to you, there's hope. There's hope in Jesus Christ. There's hope that you don't have to depend on yourself anymore. I don't know if that's you today, but you don't have to put your trust in yourself. Jesus' invitation is here for you today. Come to me, who, those who are hungry. Come to me, those who are thirsty. I have food for you. That you won't thirst and you won't hunger because my words are life. Do you want to live today? I know a lot of us are walking around dead because we don't have the word of God in us. We don't trust the word of God. But do you want to live today? Live. Live. By accepting the invitation to come to Jesus. Jesus' words are enough. And he hears the grumbling. They just don't get it. And they just are based on what they think they should know and what Jesus should look like. And they miss all of it. He says, you're grumbling like your ancestors who were complaining about God freeing them from their enslaver. And God frees them to go out into the desert and they're complaining. This is all we have to left to eat. Where's the meat? Where's the quail? Where's the, the good food that we had back in our slavers? And, and God gives them manna and he supplies their earthly needs, but they still die in the desert because they did not trust in a God that brought them out. And he says, your answer is to die, but if you eat this, bread that has come down from heaven, the bread of life, you, you have opportunity to live if you just trust in the one who makes the promises. Hebrews 10 and 3, one of my favorite verses says, hold on to your confession of hope without wavering. Because the one who makes the promises is trustworthy. Can you say, I will trust in the Lord? I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. And when you trust in the Lord, that is assured that you will live not only today... But Jesus says, all that believe in me, that accept this bread of life, will live eternally. But also on the last day, I will raise you up. So our faith is centered on an object, which is God, who is revealed in Jesus Christ. But also our faith is personal because there is a living Savior. And because Jesus lived, we also live because the power of God raised Jesus up on that third day. That we too are resurrected people, that we can live. So it's not about when we go on, it's about living now. Do you want to live today? New life.
That's what we're promised and how we're promised that we're promised in your baptism that you had long ago. We prayed over you that the Holy Spirit over the water and we put the water over you and your baptism. There's a change in you whether you believe it or not. It's not depending on what you believe. It's depending on God's promises and God has promised that you are new creatures in Christ. And that the Holy Spirit that is a survey out here, majority of Americans don't even believe that there is a, the Holy Spirit is really at work or really is a thing. How can we go through life as Christians without believing in the Holy Spirit? Jesus says in John that I am going away, but I'm going to send my comforter. I'm going to send you the, the, the Holy Spirit, the truth that when things get hard, you can be reminded by the Holy Spirit of the promises of God. You've got to believe. Believe as in trust that God has given us everything that we need to get through his life, despite what this old world says. And we center ourselves around the object, which is God, who's revealed God's self in the person of Jesus Christ, and that we believe there is a living God, living Jesus that came down in flesh to share his word so that we can have new life. And the life of the word that is in us begins to radiate out to the world. We can't radiate out if we don't believe that God is the object of our faith. We can't radiate out if we don't believe that Jesus Christ's words are true. We can't radiate out if we don't believe that Jesus Christ offers us the bread of life. And that the word that is made present every day, living words, living, working in you right now. If we don't accept the gift, we're dead. We're spiritually dead. And we're just going through the motions of life and somebody needs to wake up and, and choose to live today. Live. Live. Stop trusting in yourselves. Trust in God who is faithful. And Jesus over and over again says these words over and over, all who believe, just trust, and you believe. Just trust, and you will have eternal life. Just trust, you will never go hungry. Just trust, you will go, never go thirsty. Do you trust? And I know life has been hard. I know that you've lost a loved one. I know that you've maybe lost your job. You've gotten a horrible diagnosis. I know that you know someone in your family that's on the outs. But the hope today is that despite all those things, God's promise for us does not change. Except the invitation. When Martha... And Mary lost their brother Lazarus. Jesus asked, told Mary, told Martha that even though you die, will die, you will live. And he pointed to her and said, well, asked her a pointed question, says, do you believe? And that's a question for you on today to ponder upon, to, to seek the presence of God that's in you in that question. Because when we contemplate, that is a means of grace. We contemplate about the things of God. God meets us in there, and those moments are transformational. And to experience God, that means there is a response that has to happen. 
It's all good and dandy to hear the goodness of God, the promise of God, but if we never respond to that, we never are transformed by it. We never start living. And that's what it's all about, that it, our faith is predicated upon an object, which is God made present and visible through Jesus Christ, that Jesus is living, living in you and living in me, and that we have to respond. If we have trust, that means the trust we have in ourselves will go on, be flipped on the, opposite, on our, on the back. And our trust goes over to, G, to God, and that reorders how we live. Do you believe? Do you choose to live on today? Come. And Jesus said, if you come to me, I won't turn you away. In fact, I will raise you up on the last day. Come. Come to me is an invitation that Jesus has given us today. Will you come? Will you accept the eternal life? Will you accept the bread of life? Will you choose to live on today? I do. I choose to live. And I hope that is your prayer, that even if you're, you don't have the trust today, the, the scripture says, I will wait on the Lord. I will hope in the promises of, of Jesus. So if your faith is shaky, and I get it, if your trust is not there, just Hold on. Because the scripture says, those that wait upon the Lord, renew your strength. Choose to live today. Amen. Thanks once again for joining us on The Gathering Podcast. Grace and peace, y'all.